Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. He works as a communications strategy director for an international communications agency. But outside of work, on Instagram, he is a huge hit and he's been dubbed the toy boy of the internet. Wow, what a moniker that is for Jen Young, the author of Flushable Fashion, my guest today. We're talking about his brand new book, which basically puts together these gorgeous photos of the clothes that he makes for his Barbie dolls out of toilet paper. He is the male with the largest Barbie doll collection in Asia, in the world? Largest collection in the world by a man. By a man. Yes. So the largest collector in the world is female. Oh. So there's a technicality. And you're still perched there number one. Yes. The man with the largest collection. Yes. Impressive, impressive. (laughs) And here he is back in the limelight and we're talking about him today because uh, a brand new book is out. It's a visual celebration of his new sustainable fashion and that's why the title is Hashtag Flushable Fashion. Jen Young, welcome. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> how did this all get started? Wow, how this started. I the, was The collection of the Barbies, first of all. Okay. This so is the... very strange because you have the world's most for mm-hmm. a man and I have zero. Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how it started was in 1984 when I was five years old, I saw many presents under the Christmas tree and I opened all of them. <laughs> My sister was one, okay? I'm going to assume she couldn't read those tags. And, you know, it's like when you get Transformers and He-Man and all, all these boys' toys, and there's this beautiful girl that comes out of a rapper, and you're like, Okay, she's going to play with my Transformers. She's going to play with my Centurions and Mask and He-Man. But this toy is very nice to look at. So you plundered your sister's Barbie. That's how it started. She doesn't know that yet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I'm very sure that was for her. But I like this toy. And until today, I still like this toy. Mm. Yeah. How did it become a collection, a serious collection? I don't think it ever became a collection. I think I was just a boy that never stopped playing with this toy. So, you know, when you get bored of your Transformers at some point, you get bored of He-Man at some point. But Barbie has always been very relevant. She's always kept up with the times. So, like, in the 90s when I was watching X-Files, there was X-Files Barbie. So I bought that. And then, you know, there was Gone with the Wind when I started knowing who Vivian Lee and all that were. So all the dolls just somehow always were relevant. Even today, there's like the fashion names that even you haven't heard of, like Marnie's Senofonte, mm, right? Mm, and mm. the doll is so current that you never stop liking her. Okay. Yeah, so now there's like five body types for Barbie. Wow. So there's curvy, there's tall, there's petite, there's one with wider hips and a smaller chest. Why? Yeah. So it's interesting that she's no longer this 39-18-33 figure that she was in 1959. So, you know, you see her as a lens to understand the world. Absolutely. And Absolutely. up to 2017, in fact, up till now, you're still playing with Barbie because in 2017, you then start making clothes for Barbie out of toilet paper yes. from hotels that you're staying at. Yes. As, as a homeowner, I now know <laughs> that toilet paper costs 75 cents a roll. <laughs> and I refuse to pay for it. <laughs> So so actually how this started was I was on an extended business trip in Sri Lanka mm. and the hotel was far, far, far away. And, and what I, I did was I finished work at 7 o'clock and then I went back to this hotel. 
and there were no bars, no clubs, no nothing around the hotel. And you sit in this hotel room from 7 to midnight watching Cartoon Network. <laughs> and, and that's it. And you're like, okay, what do I do? So one day, I was sitting on the toilet, as one does. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with the toilet paper and I rolled a rosette. And I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. And I had a travel doll, which I do, as weird as that sounds. But yes, <laughs> you travel I had a travel doll. <laughs> and I stuck it on her shoulder and like used like another square and made a, a little draped dress. And then I just photographed it, put it on Instagram, and I got like 200 likes. And at the time, you know, to me, 200 likes, I was like, hey, that's yes. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to spend the rest of this trip, which was a two-week business trip, making toilet paper dresses. And somehow it just, you know, people started responding well. Yeah. Nylon Magazine in Singapore picked it up mm-hmm. and made an article. And then Vogue Italy picked it up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in Vogue. Yes. Yes. And you're like, has taken you to Vogue. Yes. And it's like, it's toilet paper. Nobody <laughs> understands that this is so funny. And everyone thinks I take it so seriously. Like, oh, he's creating fashion. And I'm like, no, I'm playing with toilet paper and Barbie. <laughs> you're still playing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so you're an accidental hit with yeah. your favorite toy. Yes. And now you are part of that uh, culture that Barbie always plugged you into. Yes. So now this is Barbie's 60th year. Oh. And she has an official book out. And I'm actually in that book. Like, they wrote me into the book. And I'm like, it's insane that this five-year-old boy that found a Barbie under the Christmas tree is yeah. now part of this icon's history. Yes. And he's in her 60th anniversary official book. Wow. It almost feels like Barbie loves you as much as you love her. Yeah. I have to say, though, that it's no accident that your fashions have taken over the social media world because visually they are st- Stunning. Do you have any background in origami? I mean, these are little tiny dresses with pleats and belts (laughs) and embellishments and rosettes. Do you have any background in fashion design? No, none at all. I don't have any fashion design background. I live in Muji shirts. (laughs) So I'm that kind of guy, like boring old me. But there was this man in church that used to fold origami all the time. And he would entertain me by giving me one piece of origami and I would spend the whole church service unfolding the thing and by the end of the service I would know how to make the thing that he gave me you deconstructed yes I deconstructed it's like Mm. dessert but origami (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I mean there is sort of a background but it's not really a, a formal background in origami Oh my gosh. Let's talk about this book because I want people to get their hands on this book. It is terrific. Hashtag flushable fashion. It is a collector's dream in itself if you love Barbie. You didn't want it to just be a book about fashion and Barbie. You wanted to incorporate travel. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. loving it. So my marketing mind told me that a fashion book is not going to sell. But first and foremost, this was a hobby book, right? And we know nobody buys hobby books. Nobody really buys fashion books because there's the internet for these things. But I thought that what would be interesting is that I only make these when I'm traveling. And each city that I go to, whether on business or pleasure, it will always inspire me in some way. So Hong Kong, for example, I went on business for a change. So I was on business in Hong Kong and I looked up one day and I was like, wow, these buildings are so straight. They're so like slick and shiny and everything. So my Hong Kong series is completely straight lines. I went to London Mm. and we couldn't get into Buckingham Palace because there was a tea party going on. Travesty. And (laughs) yes, I saved myself three hours of boredom. Ah, But ah. anyway, there was a queue outside of beautiful people in hats. Mm. So my London series was completely inspired by hats. Mm. Yeah, so, so I turned that into sort of my travel narrative 
And I thought that would be a more interesting way to position this toilet paper. Yeah, great because, hook. Yeah, there were so many things you could do with it that you could do toilet humour. You could. When it comes to the <laughs> ephemeral nature of fashion, you know, there is something ephemeral about style and design and trends come and go. And this book features dresses that have existed once and will never exist again. Absolutely. What happens to the dresses after you lovingly make them? And do they really take 10 minutes each to make? Yes. Yes. It, you spend 10 minutes? Yeah. These are 10-minute dresses. Oh, my god! And, and the answer to your question is they get flushed. Ah! Oh! Thus, flushable fashion. No, you do not. I do. How can you flush these gorgeous dresses? I mean, you're a collector. You love your Barbies. You yeah. have tons of them. They need clothes. They need to be dressed. So, how do you resist the urge of collecting these dresses you make? I did try to bring one home, I think. And it got crushed in the suitcase. Oh. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? Toilet paper doesn't travel. Who knew? I, I mean, I don't know how many people have tried to, to transport <laughs> toilet paper. Okay. And it just doesn't travel. Too hard. Yeah. So, But the funny thing is that looking back, right, in Sri Lanka, when I first came up with this, I learned about some philosophies. And one of the philosophies was the ability to create without having to possess. Mm. And I thought that was nice and poetic to mm. say that this is a thing. I mean, all I'm doing is I'm creating. The world is going to enjoy this. I've enjoyed it. It's on Instagram. I don't need to own this. Mm. Which is why I focus on the fact that I'm not a collector. I don't think I've ever been a collector. But I've seen photos of you with your thousands of Barbies. Yeah. I'm a guy that never stopped playing with them. Okay, so you don't collect them? Yeah, I don't need the complete series. I don't chase rarity. I don't You're not doing like it for investment the investment value. Yeah, okay. No, nothing. Oh, I do it because I like it. So you take them out of the box and you play with them. Yeah, and make toilet paper fashions. <laughs> <laughs> do you hope this book, Hashtag Flushable Fashion, is going to inspire other people out there to create sustainable fashion? Absolutely. I think that there's a nice nostalgic feel to this because I think when we were kids, right... All of us will have poverty stories. Okay? <laughs> However high in society we are, we will always have poverty stories because <laughs> we would have $10 allowances, for example. And if, you if, were you, lucky. if you're lucky, yeah, I had, I had 50 cents a day. Okay, not bad. Uh, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> but, you know, you had these dolls. You can only buy X number of fashions with the amount of money that you had. So you would use your socks to make a dress. You would, make, you would use tissue paper to make a dress. So there's something nostalgic about it. Yeah, yeah. But... You think that that remains in the six-year-old sphere. This is proof that as an adult, you can still have fun with your toys. And I think no one should ever forget that we need the power of play. We always do. Even now as a 40-year-old. You know, we're so caught up in work and politics and relationships and all that, right? Sometimes you just want to sit in front of the TV, do absolutely nothing and play. Like, make your Transformer walk across the room, shoot a missile of a, a G.I. Joe. It's something that is, I want to say healing, I don't want to be dramatic, but it is very cathartic. Yeah, I think, you know, it was in the news recently, Razor, one of the offices in Razor, allow for people to play computer games yeah. during the workday, should they feel like it. So it really taps into what you're talking about, adults want to play yeah. all the time, Yeah, even though we try to suppress it. Yeah, I have a Nerf arsenal in my office. With like dartboards and everything. So we shoot things. Oh. We shoot things because I think that also as an office culture, we should encourage this. Mm. Because, you know, you know then, then you don't feel like you are trying to kill clients all day or something. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're because the metaphor just... of war is well and alive in, yeah. our, in our lives. Yeah. 
that explains MMA. Okay, so <laughs> if you search Jen Young, your name, Barbie, Jen mm-hmm. Young Barbie, well, you know what? You come up with 248,000 results. So yes. you're a huge hit on social media. Yes. You're a marketeer by profession. Was this purely accidental or can you take lessons that you can then apply as a marketeer? Wow, I don't know if I'm going to get fired for saying this. But <laughs> the thing about this is that it was accidental. Mm. It was, but I do try to ride on the fact that it is out there. I would never have thought of writing a book. I was on this station in April just for my boring old collection and I was just the guy with the dolls. And I never thought that I'd be an author. You know, I don't write particularly well. I don't speak particularly well. But you just don't think that this thing that you do in your private life can suddenly become a book, right? And then, like, on social, I take pictures. I, I don't think I'm a photographer. I just take pictures with my phone, right? And X number of people like it. And you're like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is fun. And then you then ride it because now I know what to do to get more followers, for example. And that's where my marketer, my marketerness comes in. Ah. Yeah, because now, now you ask questions. So people interact with your post. Oh, ah. good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you telling me that all the pictures in this book, Flushable Fashion, were taken on your iPhone? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't actually own a camera, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, this is, I turn on the HDR and then take the picture. Well, the fashion is adorable. I haven't been able to take my eyes off them. People in the office have said, Michelle, please, can I borrow this book? Because I want some inspiration for my wedding dress. Ever thought of, you know, working with a Koto house or designer? No, I haven't. I don't know why, but... To me, right, this is really not as serious as people think. Mm. I really don't see this as fashion. I see this as creating dramatic shapes out of paper on a plastic figure. Mm. And these photograph well. Probably if you look at these, you might not be able to walk in some of them. You might not be able to do a lot of things Listen, in Listen, I dresses. want 90% of the dresses, okay? They're nice! Gorgeous! <laughs> absolutely gorgeous! And your book is great fun. And I think that's the spirit behind it, yes, right? Yes, yes. So thank you so much for coming by. We wish you all the best with your book. The title is Hashtag Flushable Fashion. He's Jan Young. Thanks so much. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.